When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com/people today. Since 2013, Bombus has donated over 100 million socks, underwear and t-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hi guys, welcome back to a sombre We Are Tottenham TV after Spurs lose their good record at home over the last few games uh, by basically letting Wolves trample all over us 2-1 at Big Lane, as I like to call it. I'm here with Amir from Tottenham on tour. We had to sit through that absolute dross. I've uh, been going through the comments. We'll, we'll definitely go through a few of those. But don't forget, if you want to talk to us here, you can. All you have to be is a member and call in. We are waiting for some of you to come in, uh, give us a call. And of course, no doubt, talk totally positively about that match, I would imagine. For any of you who are just tuning in now, basically Wolves set up in a very tactically adept low block just on the edge of their box. And every time we lost the ball by trying to be a little bit too cute, they broke on us incredibly impressively. Neto had a good game. Nori had a good game. They should have scored more, in my opinion. It was kind of based... I mean, basically, I don't know what you think of me, but if you were Antonio Conte watching this game today, you'd say, well, that is why I play like that. Spot on, Barnaby. That's exactly what Conte would say. Um, and to be honest, a lot of that first half, it kind of did look a bit Conte ball-esque. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that going along the penalty box without having any threat, the lack of creativity. There's many aspects there that, that, you know, you could draw similarities on. Really frustrating afternoon for us. But again, my hat goes off to Wolves because they really did. They came, they saw, and they conquered. They came back with all three points. They did. Uh, just thinking of one thing, obviously we played Brentford not that long ago at home and they did a similar job and we, we just found a way to turn them over, but it was tight. But today, Liverpool have gone to Brentford and stuck four goals past them. And you can really tell the difference. I'm, I'm very happy at this stage this season to put it down to the project being further on. Uh, Jurgen Klopp has got more of the kind of players he feels he needs to play the football he wants to play, etc., etc. And I do, as I mentioned at the end of the post-match reaction, I do feel we are a few players short in terms of players who can just do something a bit different when a game is so rigidly set up like that. Um, 
But I think the last week or two has really shown that any of us, and I admit my naivety here, who may have thought we could be within five, ten points of the leaders by the end of the season, I think we're, there's going to be quite a big drop-off because teams will continue to set up against us. We've got Palace at home next, and they will do exactly the same, won't they? Why not? Any team that's coming to play at the lane knows the way they, they should come and play, basically. Um, they know how we're going to set up. They know that, you know, although we will come at them, we'll leave space in behind. And if they've got the players that can utilise that, which mm. Wolves do with the likes of Neto, yeah. you know, you can see what, what happens. And it's not a fluke or anything. This, for me, this just shows what a great manager Gary O'Neill is. Because he's come here, he's set up his players exactly the way he wants. Yeah. And he's... Basically, his plans worked like a trick. You know, he, they've got the goal they needed in the in the first half. Even when we pegged it back to one-one, and we were looking the better side, mm. they didn't lose faith, and they they got the second goal and, yeah. and well deserved. I'll tell you what, though, you know, as ever, trying to find my kind of glass half fullness. I do feel confident that we have the right man in charge. I do feel confident that we now have the football men around him who are all kind of singing from the same team sheet, that this 14 or now 13 games left will be more learnings towards what we then need in the summer to make sure that next season this stuff doesn't happen again. We should include a couple of caveats, of course, the two fullbacks not being there, them being two of our most technically adept players and our style of play being so it being so important that we have those fullbacks playing inverted. Uh, the fact that Davis and Royal were inverted today, I think, is basically a waste of time because they're not good enough to really open up Wolves. You know, if you think about the amount of time that those players were kind of 25 yards out from the Wolves' goal, ball at their feet, neither of those players are able to then play a little slide reel ball in or... or Whereas a doggy kind of makes some very kind of direct ball runs onto the penalty spot sometimes. Oh, he's a beast. Not really Davis's game so much. So that caveat is worth talking about, but that's not the excuse as to why we lost the game. We lost the game because Wolves were set up better. And as you said, Gary O'Neill did a very good job. Guys, don't forget, once again, please do call in if you're a member. We would love to talk to you. We've heard the sound of our own voices for about three hours straight now. <laughs> uh, Amir and I have already agreed never to talk to each other ever again because we've got 100% no-win record on this so far. Um, so please do call in. We really do want to talk to you. In the meantime, I'm going to bring up some, uh, some comments. Xylus says, As an honest Spurs fan since 1992, I'm so disgusted seeing that Spurs fans want Ange out. Ange is the most tactical coach I've seen in my lifetime. Let's give him more time, say six years. Now, Xylus, I think that's a great comment. Thank you so much for writing in. I don't think the reality that some Spurs fans are saying stuff like that on message boards or you know comment sections is a reality I don't think the reality of most Spurs fans is they want Ange out there's no. a lot of people who just write things because they want to get a reaction yeah. so I wouldn't worry about it too much but you know that doesn't mean that we can't be negative about a performance and uh, you know Ange has to take some responsibility today and I'm sure he will of course of course you know he at the end of the day he's the one that tells the team how to line up you know he sets the instructions tactically uh, player to player, the defending, everything comes down to him. He's the gaffer at the end of the day. Yeah. So I do think, although of course, you know, if you're any rational Spurs fan, you're not going to be Ange out. Of course not. He, he's transformed this club from from you know eight to where we are and and united the fan base. But having said all of that, it doesn't mean that we can't critique Ange's performance or or the his tactical yeah. uh, decisions yeah. on pitch. 
And personally today, I mean, I'd love to hear your guys' views. Come on and, and let me know what you think. I think Ange got it wrong today. Because mm -hmm. like you said, we, he already said in the press conference about the two players being injured. So your, your, your opponent knows, going in, knows that you're weakened there in those positions. And if you know that those two players aren't good enough to play that type of football, so why not adjust to that? Why not do something? Why not tweak something in your mm. setup? to try and change something and then get your opponent thinking. That to me was the issue today. Uh, I'd love to, to see what some of the callers, you know, have to say on Ange and, yeah. and how he's set up. I'd love to, to hear what people think about the substitutions as well, which I think, you know, potentially he got wrong. If you put Richie in that position of where Ben Davis wore in that last minute, yes. he's burying that every single day of the year. So. Completely agree, completely agree. So guys, please do get your calls in. Um, Adam says in the comments no personality on the pitch and to be honest hasn't been for a while Ange Ball is about expressing yourself and we're not do you know what I, do you know what I think that's a really good point. good point I don't think Ange wants to see us just flicking the ball side to side all day either and that's where it kind of comes back to who is I guess I should caveat with the fact when you're lined up with 11 men or 10 defenders in front of you you know, it's not even easy to say, oh, okay, well, I'm going to run at this player because if you beat that player, you're, there's another man four yards behind you as well. So it's not quite as simple as that. But I, I agree, there has to be more bravery and creativity and ability. But I've also been complaining a lot over the last few weeks about how we're not very good at keeping the ball in the final third and, and momentum, kind of gaining momentum and keeping pressure on the opposition. And so at the same time as that, I've been saying, you know, we're always trying the paradise ball and we lose it quite a lot and give a lot of chances the other way. So I'm, I'm reticent to contradict myself, but I know I, I know that Ange will be saying that. Um, is it Shoney? I'm glad for Dragushin right now. A 30 million tank sitting on the bench knowing he's not to blame for this swear match. Uh, well, look, the centre-halves are playing well as far as I'm concerned, so that, that's not an issue for me. I mean, one thing I could say is quite a lot of times we found... Uh, Romero and Van de Ven kind of replenishing the ball around 25 yards out. Was there a possibility where Romero, rather than it being the only time at the last minute when he did this, playing it out wide, following it into the box and saying to Kulisewski, whip it in and let's get some men in the box? Because there was just too often where we didn't have enough men in the box, right? Yeah, there was a lot of times where, you know, the only man in the box was Ricci and he was alone. And every time, you know, you came to put a ball in off one of the wings... You look inside, if there's only one person in there, you may as well hold on to the ball and recycle it and go around again. And that's what was happening every single time. Yeah. So, you know, the example you give of Kuti going forward, and we know how good he is in the air, mm -hmm. that that's already an, an idea, an instruction that you can give on pitch that can do something a bit differently. For me, that's where we lost this game. Um, it wasn't just, you know, player for player or their bit of magic. It, we lost this one, for me, on the tactic board and and the in-game decisions that we made because that 1-1 one, one, that game was there for us to be won we yeah. were steamrolling you said them. it at the time we were steamrolling them around the 60th minute mark we were all over them 
then they managed to get the, 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 the goal against the run of play and it just knocked the absolute stuffing out of us and we couldn't recover. It did. Guys, uh, while you're here, as I said, please do phone in, but also smash that like button. Get Come that on, like guys. button pressed so that this this uh, this video then goes out to more Spurs fans and we can talk to more of you. Um, Derek Jake Green says, as a Spurs fan, I honestly think that we may be upset with today's defeat, but in sport, there's always losses and wins. So don't be critical or negative just because of today's loss. We will be better. Well, that kind of echoes something I said just before we came back on, actually, which is, you know, this has been coming. In the last kind of four or five games, we've not played well and we've snuck over the line uh, and very nearly won against Everton where we probably didn't really deserve to um, and it's important almost like everybody got very high after the last minute win against Brighton last week but we didn't deserve to win that game either oh. so in the same way that we probably shouldn't get too high about that let's not get too low about this either this is Angie's first season and actually this is something I wanted to bring up all day today it's worth bringing up now I think you know when Ange signed as Spurs manager where did you think Tottenham would be with 13 games to go? Because I didn't think we'd be in fifth place, I'll be totally honest. And I think we are ahead of time. He is still trying to get players to understand the system. A lot of the signings we've made have impressed us more than I expected. I mean, I come back to Van der Ven, by the way. Mm. But also the fact that we now have a system that Romero loves to play in and is enjoying. And we're getting more out of our players. So, yes, we're not there. There are going to be bumps in the road along the way. And said that himself right from the start. So, you know, how do you feel, I guess, more in general with 13 games to go now? Obviously, there's the cherry there now of the Champions League. Of course there is. And if Man United win this weekend, they're, what, only three points behind us? Yes. They're on a bit of a run. Yep. Fine. It's stressful because we've put ourselves in that position. But I think we're, we're further ahead than you would expect to be. I think we're, we're quite a few steps ahead of mm. where I thought we would be. You know, I really thought we'd be kind of pushing for those Europa League conference places and battling it out for that. The fact that we're battling it out for, for Champions League place, although it's not, you know, it's not where we want to be in terms of trophies and stuff, it's back to where we want to be in terms of going forward for the future. You know, everyone knows that Tottenham need to be in Europe uh, year in, year out. So if Ange can get us back in the Champions League, then he's done miraculously. Yeah, yeah. Miraculously. So, you know, we do have to caveat this loss by saying that we are way ahead of schedule um, in terms of where we are as a club. I think the squad um, <coughs> is being built. You know, we can see the progression. The young players, you know, Mickey van der Ven, yeah. phenomenal. Pape Mate Sar as well, he's been phenomenal this season. You Doggy, although I knew because I, I watched him out in Italy play for Udinese, fantastic, yeah. you know. Yeah. I think there's a lot more to come from him as well yeah. in terms of goals and assists. Porro, we've seen him, him improve defensively as well, which is fantastic. So I, I think that, you know, if you're looking at the overall puzzle, and you're looking at a percentage, roughly, where are we along the way to complete the puzzle to be a team that can compete on all fronts? Yeah. I think we're about 70, 75% there. We're lacking that magical player that can come in, change a game, yeah. you know, on a dime. And it is those, it, it, it's those once-in-a-generation type players. It is your Bales, it is your Ronaldos, it is your Messis, your Mbappes. It's that... Yeah, your Harry Kane. Your Harry Kane, mm. yes. It, it's that type of player. you know. And for me, with Harry Kane in that team today, we're, um, team today, we're winning that. We're winning that. Because he can do the, the unexpected. He can just swivel on a, on a shot and make the keeper, you know, oh my God, where, where's that come from? It's something that we don't have in our team at the moment. 
and that I'm, I'm really hoping Ange and, and the board will address during that summer window. Yeah. Guys, once again, please, if you're a member, or if you're not a member, become a member. And if you are a member, please do call in. We'd love to speak to you. I've got yeah. another comment here from Bradley Draper, which is a good one. Anshbal relies on having the quality players in his system. We missed you dog in par inverting massively today. The reason I wanted to bring that up is, when you're looking at you know the summer transfer window, surely, and this is no shade on Ben Davis or Emerson Royal, who, like I said, I think Emerson Royal is full vibes, good bloke, good in the dressing room, good defender. But when you're looking at next season and hopefully being in Europe and obviously having to deal with injuries, have they got to be looking at young, hungry fullbacks who are technically gifted on the ball and would be able to slot in more brave, brave, more like as a more brave, creative player in that inverted central midfield role when needed next season? Hundred percent. 100%. It's a position that you 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 need to bring in the right player, right? Because you're not going to be able to attract someone who's of top, top quality to come in there and play second fiddle. You're going to have to you know, look for the younger players out there, which I think there's a few of them out, out there that I'd be having a look at. Insulwood's one of them. Fantastic young player. Where's he? Uh, Brighton. Oh, uh, Brighton. Yeah, yeah. We probably have to pay 100. And... Scored a couple of goals. Oh, he scored against us. Yeah, yeah. We'd probably have to pay 100 million for anyone at Brighton. You have to play 100. You have to pay 100 million quid now. That's the starting. That's <laughs> yeah, the it's starting a... price. Exactly. And <laughs> um, where are you at with Timo Werner? I wanted to ask because obviously he came on again today. Uh, look, I wouldn't question his attitude or anything ever, but he just looks like. Um, a player lacking confidence and an ability with such pace, no ability to, or not ability, no desire to kind of drive at his man, really. He kind of tried to get around his man once on the left side, put a cross into the keeper's arms. Maybe he should be trying to cut it back a bit more from those areas, actually. Yeah. But he, he didn't He didn't really offer us anything different. He didn't offer us anything different. Don't think he had that much time on the pitch today to really affect the game. Since he's come to us, he's, he's done all right. He's created a few assists and... and He's looked a threat. Uh, my issue is his, his finishing is not quite up to the levels that we would expect. You know, you were saying that you were down at the training and, you know, you saw him putting the ball away for fun. Yeah, so his finishing was better than maybe, I expected. Maybe it is a confidence thing with Timo, you know, and maybe once that confidence uh, gets one goal, maybe the, the floodgates will open. But is he, you know, what we're looking for going forward down the line in the summer? I'm, I'm not too, I'm not convinced. I think the problem that we might have with Timo is that the deal to get him in in the summer is worth so little, like £15 million for an international player, a player who can give you something different and in games where there is space, you know, will definitely have, you know, the, the ability to use that pace to get in behind and has already kind of got a few assists as a result that I think we might get him. Which I, I, which I wouldn't mind as a squad player. However, I think the fans in that instance might be pretty underwhelmed and would rather us spend that 15 million or put that 15 million towards more of a kind of 30, 35 million young player. Um, like, say, someone like a Morgan Gibbs-White, who would probably be worth more than that, actually, you know, more like 50 or something yeah, like that. Um, and I wonder if Levy will be able to stop himself from, from accepting a bargain. Once again, guys, please, we're waiting for some callers. Please do call in. We want to yeah. speak to you, but I've got a few members who have sent in some messages, so I'm going to... Uh, the link is open to the public. Now. The link is open to the public. If it wasn't before, then we apologise. Um, Aaron Hickok, a member, says, we haven't played a good game in over a month. I don't fully disagree. Tony Rodriguez says, I love Ange, but he's not infallible. Yep. Um, I agree with both of those. Yeah, and he's learning as well. This is his first time in the Premier League as well. Important he is, to remember. And that. he's going to have to adjust. I was saying this for, for a while. 
I think Ange is going to have to adjust his own managerial style. From where he's come and he's been able to steamroll in, in you know, the likes of the Japanese league and the Scottish league, I think this is a huge test for Ange. He's come here to the best league in the world, yeah. to a team that demands to be at the top. You know, We're not going to have it out being out of Europe for another season. And he's going to have to find that extra bit of now, or whatever you want to call it, 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 creativity, managerially, whatever it is, tactically, to try and get us over the line. Because I do feel that although we're way ahead of schedule, we could be even more if we'd done a couple of things a little bit different. To me as well, I was a bit frustrated by that window. I think we could have taken advantage of the FFP rules. The fact that we're currently doing so well in that, is that not a place that we should be pushing the boat out and saying, OK, if other teams can't spend, why don't we spend? We don't. All the talk is that Spurs are in better shape and Levy has been waiting for this day where other yeah. clubs are struggling with the profit and sustainability rules. That's clear. But we don't know to what extent, by which I mean we don't know you know, what the amount is that we could spend now before we're you know, on the edge. On Do the you know edge. what I mean? Yeah. So that's the only reason I say that. But, but yes, if you know, look, absolutely. The sense that I get with Spurs at the moment is they're very much in the period of time where they're like if the deal is right and it's exactly the kind of player that fits the attributes for Spurs then we take him but we're not going to pay like Chelsea have done or other clubs sometimes have done 30 million over odds over the odds to do it right which is I think what a lot of Spurs fans criticism comes from down the years which is you know they've been quoted 25 30 million pounds over the odds to get a player why don't they just do it well, my argument to that would be that's what Chelsea have done in the last two years and it doesn't work. It doesn't always work, at least. Like They've also thrown a lot of young players at the same time or whatever. But I guess what I'm saying is, you know, there's another side to it as well, which I want to add, actually, which is we're swimming in the waters of clubs who can do that. Yeah. So Manchester City, let's say we were interested in Jeremy Doku, for instance, right? We can't match Manchester City's wages because they cheat and we're not willing to pay 20 or 30 over the odds. So as a result, we're really swimming in terms of the transfer market in the players that Man City, Man United, who pay a lot of wages, uh, Chelsea, uh, Liverpool to a degree, we're waiting for the players that they don't want. And now I would say where we have pushed to is we're the top club above that in the Premier League now. I I don't know. I think players these... Day, I mean, I would have agreed with you a year ago or so. Yeah. But this year, you're seeing players choose to come to Spurs over other huge cl uh, uh, yeah, sides. Yeah, very young players. Very, very young, young players. players. Yeah, yeah, Very yeah. young yeah. players. That's what I'm talking about. No, no, I think that... Yeah, So, agree. So looking at that, you know, I didn't think we'd have a chance in, in hell signing Dragusin when mm. Bayern were interested. I was mm. like, he's going to Munich, obviously. Mm. But no, they've chosen to come here. Bergvall as well, choosing us. I think... There is something to sell here in the Tottenham dream when you're looking at all the facility, everything that we have, the manager, the attacking football. You could sell this Tottenham dream to any young footballer. Come, this is where you want to be. If you want to develop, this is where you should be for your future. So I think we can actually pull in any player. I, I, I think if the money is right and the deal is right, we should be going after players that will impact the first 11. And what I mean by that is I don't want to see the likes of Timo Werner coming to the team 
as a stopgap for, for yep. six months. I don't want to see that. Right. I would rather see, and people may know where I'm going with this, a Kharta yeah. Somebody who can come in, who's ready-made, who's played in Champions Leagues, it doesn't phase him, who's won championships, who knows what he's doing, and who is a mercurial talent. Yeah. You bring in someone like that, guess what? He's not just coming in to sit on the bench and come off for, for 20, 30 minutes. He's coming to challenge Sonny and challenge Deppi. No, I agree, yeah. And challenge no, for he'd, those he'd positions. He'd be in the team. Actually, he's a good example, and I want to give another example, but I feel like maybe we're, we're kind of saying the same thing, actually. But Matoma... Okay. Right. Yes. So Matoma, we'll talk about your place, but I can't yeah. pronounce him. So yeah. we'll say Matoma, right? Premier yeah. League player. Yeah. Played at Brighton. He's at a club that is smaller than us. Yeah. So you'd think if he found out that we were interested in him, he'd be interested in coming. We've got good facilities. We would pay him, I'm sure, 150 grand a week. So that would all work out. Yeah. However, we won't get Matoma for two reasons. One is because I think Man City or Liverpool or Arsenal now will go for him first. Probably. Okay. And then the Probably. second reason is. I think because to get him, we would have to pay over the odds in the way that Chelsea paid over the odds for Caicedo. And that's where I think the disconnect slightly is between what we're going to need in the summer and what we'll be able to get. Now, what I think, that doesn't mean that I don't think we'll be able to get the players, the kind of players we need, because we managed to sell the dream to Madison. Mm. And I'm sure Madison, I know Newcastle were interested, but I'm sure at various points he could have maybe gone to a Liverpool or a City or whatever. Probably. Top player. So we can sell the dream, it can happen, but it just needs to be a, a really great set of circumstances. Um, and, I, and I know, I get it, it's frustrating for people that we won't spend over the odds, but then I always just want to carry out by saying, you look at Chelsea and they are totally fucked now because they've got all these players on eight and a half year contracts. Some of them aren't playing well. They're not going to be able to get rid of those players. They're going to really struggle. Just to play devil's advocate though, mm -hmm. are they? They could be on the cusp of winning a Carabao Cup and building for the future. I mean, I know they're not great and I know where they are in mm -hmm. the league and I know they're building and I know them bowling and all that. I know all that. But on the other side of it, they could be winning a trophy here in Poch's first year, being as crap as they are, mm. and then build off that for next season. And we've seen Chelsea do that before when they were out of Europe with Antonio Conte and then they won the league. Yeah, I, yeah, I know what you mean, but I don't think the Carabao Cup is is the certainly not the answer for it's Chelsea fans the and they it's don't care the about answer. they won't it's you know the they if they win the Carabao Cup final which they won't in my opinion but if they do then Chelsea fans for one day will yeah. try and give it right yeah. they'll try and give it but then the day after they won't be able to anymore because they're a laughing stock like look and yes they may build for this future i think actually they're far more likely to cut their nose off spite their face and sack Poch hmm. than they are to stick with him for the amount of time it would actually take like sorry if you can hear something there's some madness going on outside the studio by the way so if you can hear that I'm sorry but look don't forget guys at home the line is open for you to call in we're going to give on, you guys, we're going to give you? you another 10 minutes or so if you don't call in after that we're going to have to shut this down PD1347 <laughs> has said I would love Raphael Laya oh, top player at Milan player, right fantastic player yeah. surely other clubs will be sniffing around him they will PSGs yeah. or Bayerns yeah, yeah, yeah of course any of these top players you're going to have a few top clubs uh, after them that's for sure but, but my thing is, is how will we know if we've taken that step up if we don't actually do it? That's my issue, you know. If we don't say, okay, Matoma, Khartatsvelia, Leal, however, this is the money, here you go, thank you, we yep. want you, you're our man, you're going to be our star man, you're our impact guy, mm. you're our doku, if you like, yep. put, it, put it to a city. 
I think that's what we're missing, you know. Uh, um, I agree, by the way. No one, no one showed us on that pitch today. You didn't have anyone there on the 80th fifth minute when you thought the ball's going to come to him. He's going to jink past a couple of players and going to put it in the top corner. Yeah. If you cast your mind back to when Gareth Bale was at Spurs, any time he got on the ball around the 90th minute, you expected the ball to go into the top yeah. corner, regardless yeah. of where it was. Regardless. I think one thing, though, the positive, if we can find a positive in it, is that if we can get a player like that over the line in the summer, or ideally two, and actually I saw Nathan from The Extra Inch, uh, the podcast Extra Inch, listen to that if you don't already, but he's their tactics guy, and he said, he's been saying for months now what Spurs need is a really tricky, dribbly winger, which is true, right? Yeah. And after today's game, he tweeted, actually, I don't think we need that anymore, we need two of them. And it's true. Yeah. And it's true, but if we can get one of those players over the line then I think everything else is close. It's close. Maybe not squad depth fully, but everything else, by which I mean, we, I think we'd need two more fullbacks, especially. But if we could get one or two of those kind of X-factor players, sorry for the cliche, then the rest of it is close. And in reality, you know, it does take a number of transfer windows. Going back to what we talked about earlier, Klopp's first season at Liverpool was incredibly difficult for him. He was he was left with all the kind of dead wood from previously. He had I keep going back to Adam Lallana. He's not a bad player, Adam Lallana, but he had like Adam Lallana, he had Nathaniel Klein at right back, he had Mignolet in goal. I'm <laughs> sure we could all come up with many more of these players. He'd they'd already lost they'd lost Suarez. They uh, they had to sell Coutinho eventually. Mm. Spurs are in the middle of that kind we're of in a process. of that process, we are and, in a process and we're further ahead than we than we thought we'd be. We are in a process. Okay, I've got some more comments. Big Mike Thank you for writing, Big Mike. So many things wrong today. We didn't press as a team, didn't move the ball quick enough, didn't defend well enough, didn't take any shots. It was like they wanted to walk the ball into the net. Well, we've mentioned it a little bit. Us trying to walk the ball into the net has been quite common, hasn't it, this season? Shoot, shoot, <laughs> shoot. Safe Cab says, our squad isn't as good as people make it out to be. We need quality like Neto, et cetera, to get Angeball going as we are so poor down the flanks. Even Sonny poor in that position. <laughs> just want to say one thing about Neto. I thought he was excellent today. I'm just waiting to see, is Neto explosive from a standing start or is he another player similar to Son who, yes, when you've got loads of space to run into, makes the right decision? I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. ...and is very quick, but actually, like we said, I personally think we need someone different 
to what Son and Johnson can offer us, which is more from a standing start. I'm going to say Aaron Lennon, right? Just to go back to Spurs of your right. Aaron Lennon didn't have the best final ball in a row, so it's not no. completely relevant. We need someone with a better final ball. Although, towards the end of his Spurs career, he, he cut it game. back a lot more. Yeah, he started cutting it back a lot more. Yeah. But he, from a standing start, could beat anybody Anyone. on either side. Quite often he'd go inside and it would work really well. We need to find some, some X-Factor players a bit more like that, in my opinion. Fully agree. Um, Fully agree. Nico, the spine is weak at the moment, weaker than when we had a makeshift team. Well, I thought it was good to see Basuma back. I thought Basuma did all right. To be honest, he, he won the ball back a few times, but we should talk about it. He was culpable for that for that goal, for the, the second, second goal. One, the second one, he didn't pick up his man. It was like he was tracking back, yeah. But where are you? What are you tracking back? Who are you tracking back? Yeah. If he had been on his man there, you know, he could have maybe tried to put him off a little bit for the for Gomez's second. Bit frustrating there by Biss. Um, but again, I don't think our issues are, are really all at the back there. You know, yeah, there there are some there are some issues defending corners and set pieces for sure. But I think our main issue is going forward. How do we adapt and or tweak this system a little bit to actually get in behind teams and create enough opportunities to say, you know, we've really tried to win this match. We've done our utmost because during this one here. You know, apart from the Ben Davies last-minute header, I can't think of another clear-cut opportunity apart from that one. Yeah, so Big Tigger P has said we need someone like Zahar who can create on his own and grab the team by its okay. neck and carry them through. Elise or Eze? Yeah, so player. I just want to go back to Zahar because I've been saying for quite a few years I, I thought Spurs should bid for Zahar for mm. exactly what Big Tigger P just said, which is that he would just get the ball and take the, ball, the game by the scruff of the neck, beat a man, cross it well, get it in, take shots. But I just wonder now, was there a reason with Zahar why um, he ended up at Galatasaray and not somewhere better? Because maybe now he's 30, 31, I think the chance has gone. But going back to what you said about Eze and Elise, completely agree. But again, in, in putting them in my kind of group of Matoma, which, you know, these are players who I absolutely think Tottenham should buy. I just have the sense that they won't be at Tottenham next season. I have the sense they will spread themselves out between Arsenal, Liverpool and Manchester City. Could happen. Could happen, Barnaby. You know, I I remember looking at um, Trossard. You know, I yeah. really wanted Trossard yeah. at Spurs. I thought he would have come in and been perfect for us and Arsenal and then pinched him. So, you know, unfortunately, as much as I'd like to think, you know, that we can nab some of those players we mentioned, I, I can see them going to, to some other clubs in the Prem. Yeah. And, you know, there's some real talent there. You know, the likes of Elise, I haven't seen someone whip a free kick the way he, he does so in cultured. a long time. I love him. Thank wow. you, Brian Reed, for your first super chat. I don't think you said anything that I can tell, but you have sent a super chat, so well done. Thank you. Um, Link Zone says, Son needs to play in the middle and then a winger like Johnson, but with more quality who can provide chances for him. Uh, Spam says, worrying about the forwards, this system allows the opposition three to four golden chances every single game. I can't remember the time an opponent had to work, and it's just flicked off, but basically I can't remember the time an opponent had to work hard for an opening against Tottenham. It's basic. That is true. It definitely feels to me that the opposition get way more guilt-edged chances than we do. Yeah, and easily as well, right? When our system allows for it in a way. Yeah. It's All they have to do is play the big diag behind us or, or break in. quickly and they're in, yeah. They're in. Yeah. Uh, Michael J. Noonan, thank you for the super chat. It says Son up in the middle and Werner and Kulu on the wings ASAP. What do you think about that? 
what, just dropping Richie after scoring 10 goals completely. I think it's a bit hard. We didn't make Richie a chance today. No. He, he didn't, the ball no. didn't stick to him great, but we didn't make him a chance. Not one. And, you know, I, I used to play as a striker back in the day, Barnaby, and if that ball's not coming in, then I stopped making the runs. You know, if you think back to when Royale put in a great ball and we, we kind of said Richie didn't gamble on it. Yeah. You know, sometimes as a striker, if people aren't putting in those balls, you're never expecting that ball to come in because every single time being checked back, being checked back, being checked back. Yeah, just have to talk, uh, do this one because Brian Reed has now sent in his message to go with oh, his good. super chat. So thank you so much, Brian. He says, Neto's ability to build up steam and stop on a dime with composure is creme de la creme, in my opinion. Yeah. Not sure even a doggy would cover that check back. I think, you know, I do like Neto. I just wanted to, I just, you know, and I'd love us to go for him. And, and actually, when you look at it in terms of what we were just talking about, these teams can't take all of these players. So yeah. if they go, you know, if it's Elise, Matoma, Eze... And Neto, surely one of them. <laughs> surely we can get our hands on one of them. Um, but yes, thank you for that, Brian. I, 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 so. thought, I thought Neto was excellent. And uh, I, I just haven't seen enough of him to know if he's exactly right for us. Um, Imre Kazontas says, all I want is a fully fit squad. Yeah, I'd go with that one for sure. Tony Merrington, the next four games are very winnable. Well, unfortunately, I felt that About before this three, game. About these three, yeah, right? These three were very winnable. But uh, he goes on, if we don't come away with 12 points, I suspect Ange will come under close, close scrutiny from the fans. Well, I would say, and we'll ask Amir what he thinks uh, in a second, I would say that there will always be a corner of the fan base, especially now in the days of social media, where they will give un unnecessary scrutiny when a team loses a game. However, I think rea realistic Spurs fans and the club will not have Ange under any scrutiny, even if we lost all four of those games this season, because they know they've seen enough and they feel the real buy-in that everybody has behind this manager. And he will look at today and he will, I think, go mental and say it wasn't good enough and hopefully enough to have a reaction. It's a shame now we have to wait two weeks for another game uh, against Palace because of that Carabao Cup final. But that is what happens. What do you think, mate? Do you think, like, Ange will come under any scrutiny? I think, you know, scrutiny maybe no, but, you know, constructive criticism for how maybe he can tweak things and how he can try and get us over the line in these kind of games, yes. Um, I do think there are things that, that he can do to, to maybe, you know, improve... Um, our game management, that's the, the main thing, you mm -hmm. know, for me that we've kind of, we've, we've dropped points from winning positions so many times this season, which is really, really frustrating. You look at, you know, converting a few of those draws into wins. Um, so I, I do think some, there will be, you know, a few people out for Ange. But you know, it's, it's it is what it is. It is what it is. It's the yeah. new, it's the normal kind of criticism that you, you'd get after a kind of loss. I think most of the fan base, you're talking about 80, 90 percent, is fully backing. Oh, him totally, fully behind him. Totally. Um, just to mention now, guys, we're going 40 minutes. We're going to give it a few more minutes, but anyone can now call in. We've taken it off members only. So anyone, if you want to talk to us. Give us a shout in. All the information should be in the description box as to how to go about that. Um, I saw a comment here from Mud FC and just standing there like a statue. Now, that's something we kind of referenced Nuno. slightly in <laughs> Nuno. Nuno too. Uh, we referenced slightly during the game. Ange, I think, chooses to be calm on the touchline. Yeah. I think that's his experience. Yeah. You know, how do you feel? Do you think in games like that it would help if he ranted and raved? No. 
No. no, I don't think ranting and raving and all the arms and all that stuff makes any difference. Uh, I think the instructions that you give your players on the pitch, that's what that's what's going to make the difference. Um, I think Ange will be a little bit frustrated today. You know, having got back in the game, it was there for us to win. Yeah. Like, I have to reiterate that. We got back in, 1-1, great bit of work by Kulu. It was a lucky enough goal. Toe poked it through the keeper's uh, legs. And we're back in it, even though we didn't deserve to be back in it. And then the way we kind of just gifted them that goal, Ange will be fuming for me. Um, yeah, he's not going to be a happy bunny. And I fully expect Palace to um, be on the end of a thrashing, to be honest with you, Barnaby. Yeah, I, well, I'd love that. No, I can, I can really see that happening because I think these next two weeks... Apart from a hell of a lot of shooting drills, Andrew will be working on uh, that creativity and that <coughs> final ball in the, in the final third. Yeah, I hope so. So I've got some quotes here from Andrew Postacoglu. I'm not a magician, I'm a football manager. We're trying to be the best possible team we can and progress this year to build something that doesn't change. We keep going. Let me see if I can try and find any other quotes. What do you think of that one? Yeah, he's, he's right. He's not a magician, you know, and I wasn't expecting any magic, really, to be honest with you, when he came in. Um, and I'm still really happy with the guy. I, I love the way he speaks. I love the the what he brings to the to the club. Yeah. I love the connection that he's he's managed to recreate between the fans, between the club, the player, every everything that he's done outside of the game. And more importantly, more importantly than all of those things, he's brought a philosophy of football that we were lacking for what four or five years uh, until Maurizio Prime Poch's yeah. days. So for me, Big Ange is the guy. He's the right man. He's in the right job. We just need to support him in his managerial, you know, journey, which is come to the Prem now. Help him push us over the line. And I think we'll get there. We'll get there, especially if, you know, we continue on this path of, of investing in youth, investing in the future and looking forward um, to, to, to greater days at Tottenham Hotspur. I can really see it happening. Yeah, so here's a tweet uh, I'm going to read out. It's quite interesting. I don't think, this is from um, at Jaco Cats. I don't think that inverting both of your fullbacks works in the Premier League. As soon as the opposition team regain position, we're always in incredibly dangerous situations. It's true. Vicario and our centre-backs are saving us this season, but this can't continue for long. Our defensive structure, in brackets, the lack of it, is incredibly worrying. I don't see any top team playing this way. Something needs to change. So the reason very I think they're point. all really interesting very points. Good point. The reason I really want to bring it up is because even Pep Guardiola had to become slightly more pragmatic. So he kind of came out racing when he came to the Premier League and everybody trying to invert and everybody going forward. And he had to, well, first thing he had to do was um, pay 50 million quid for two separate fullbacks, uh, change it up. But do you envisage a time where Ange Postacoglu has to kind of slightly bring it back on his, you know, philosophy and say to himself, yes, it is too dangerous when we lose the ball? Yeah, I think so, Barnaby. I think so. I think he's going to realise that, or maybe even has realised that, but he just doesn't have the players to, to quite do the tweaks that he wants. Yeah. But I think he's becoming fairly obvious to, to most Spurs <laughs> people, you know, that there are games and there are situations there 
that we will need a little tweak in, in the system or in the philosophy. You know, even, you know, it's all good saying we're, we're, we're going gun-ho and we're going gun-ho and we're, we're going at them. But if you're 2-0 up and it's the 85th minute and you've got the ball, you don't need to be playing worldy passes. Yeah. You don't need to be. You just knock it around a little bit. Do what we were doing today. Mm. Knock it around a little bit and have fun with it. That's the time you want to be doing those kind of things. So I think Ange will learn as he goes. Can I ask a follow-up question? Sure. Is this still about Ange pressing home the attitude change? By which I mean, he's come into the club, he's seen that over the last five years, Tottenham's default setting is to retreat, back foot, yeah. get back on your own 18-yard line. And is he saying to them and his coaches, all this season, it's about this. It's about forward, forward, forward. And then when he's got the squad he wants and when he's got them all kind of totally dialed in, is that maybe, which could be in the summer or could be in 18 months' time or a year's time, is that when he's like, okay, now I can say... For instance, in a game like today, my two fullbacks aren't available. So what I'm going to do, because uh, the replacements aren't quite as technically gifted, I'm going to say to them, don't get forward as much. Therefore, we won't concede a goal, and we nick a goal, and we win the game 1-0. I think so. I think so, Barnaby. Um... It's hard to say I for sure, obviously. We're, we're literally trying to like hypothesize about somebody's brain. mind. Yeah, yeah. And rack your brain. I think when I'm I'm thinking back to all the... Chelsea, I think, is a defining moment. Of when we go down to nine and there's still that high line there, I think that, if there's not trying to say, I, this is the way I play football, that is it. The right? high line derby. Yeah, the high line That is it for yeah. me. So... Uh, I do think he's trying to emphasise, you know, what he's what he's about and what he's trying to do. The second part to your question, yeah. will he manage to figure it? We're yet to see, and that for me is the major question. That for me is the major one. We have seen move to three at the back in in one of the games there when he brought Tragusin on. So yeah. we have seen seen him. He's capable of tweaking things. So let's see how we go. Let's see how we go. Let's have a couple more comments. Um... Mamoni, mo money, mo problems. Sorry. People, <laughs> thank you very much for writing in. People don't remember where we were last year. What do you guys expect? Well, yeah, I think we've yeah. kind of gone into that. Yeah. Mud FC keeps writing in, suicide ball. Um, based future, <laughs> he's not getting us top four. Michael J. Noonan disagrees, says we will scrape top four. I think more importantly is can we get top five? Because I think that might will still be where. Um, Vinny, is that the correct name there? Mm -hmm. Excellent. Yuri. We do have a caller. Very exciting news. Just before I introduce the caller, I'm going to turn the volume up so we can hear them. Jory, can you hear me? How are you, mate? I can hear you. I'm good, man. How are you? Well, you know, depressed, but uh, not be too better. bad. Could be better, Jory. How did yeah, you feel yeah, about well, that? What, what are your feelings post-game, Jory? I, I feel like you guys. Um, and, and to be honest, I feel a little bit worse, to be honest, um, because I'm starting to get a little bit worried about ants. Um, I felt he got it really wrong today. Again, I feel like um, he's kind of, um, you know, he's turn he he's a bit blind on on our issues. Mm. Um, you've you've touched on many of them. I mean, for me, one of the huge problems is, of course, the lack of defensive structure. Um, you know, we, we we should should have lost by more. Really, we were mm. we got away with with such a low score you know so <clears throat> and for me i feel like uh, um 
As like first of all, I'm not Ants out or anything like that. I think Ants is amazing for the club. I think he's amazing in in general. But I am seeing like now you're in the Premier League, and you cannot go at at this league with with uh, you know a one formula approach. That's mm-hmm. that didn't even work for for Pep or Klopp. So, so uh, that's not going to work for Ants either. Um, and my worry there is that for, if we take like, you know, not that we're uh, like City, but that's probably the closest comparison, I think, uh, especially with Ants. Uh, Ants is neither going to get the time nor the money to get this stuff right, in my, in my opinion. That's what's worrying me. Um, also, I'm not sure that he has... He's not showing me that he has any answers for for what we're facing right now, you know. Um, and you see the players also being a, a more lost and and um, you know relent, relinquishing uh, their responsibility, which Ants is so keen to give them, you know. So uh, I don't feel like, especially going forward, that they're taking the responsibility that they need to. Um, what would you what a, would you like sorry to interrupt me but what would you yeah. like to have seen Ange kind of change up today when it was clear that we were you know we were facing something that we were struggling to deal with so today unlike the last two games um, we actually got the midfield so I felt Bizuma was definitely a good uh, addition today and we had the space to play in the midfield um, but what we were facing today is like what we always struggle with, no matter what manager we have, which is these heavy low blocks. Mm-hmm. Um, but unlike um, unlike the previous managers, we're not this vulnerable. We weren't this vulnerable to counterattacking as we are now. Um, <clears throat> but but today I felt like just to start off with. I thought it was a big mistake not to start Sonny in the center mm-hmm. uh, because we, you can, you know, for me, it was like, it's obvious we're not going to get a lot of chances. They need to be clinical. Richarlison, yeah. even though he's been, been on a good run now, he's not a clinical player, uh, at, not at all. Um, also, our wingers... And Kula especially, I mean, he scored a goal, so he made up for a little bit. But but uh, Kula is hanging on to the ball way too long. So and this is this is what kind of annoys me w- with young teams in general. Is like the decision making is is so so bad sometimes, and, and the ability is all there, but you see them make the wrong decision all the time, and. I think, you know, Ants got in Kulu's ear and said, Kulu, you're hanging on to the ball for, for too long, you know. You need to come to a resolution before. And from that, we saw a little bit better performance. Also, he, he got better because he got uh, played more centrally, especially after Brennan came in. Um, so, you know, for me, I, you, you, I think you should have st- started Sonny in the centre. You could have played mm. Richarlison on, on, on the wing. On the left, yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, um, and also, you, you uh, could also have probably gotten 
a lit, little bit more creativity with having some structure that enabled Kulu and Madison to be creators in the in the middle. Yeah. Um, uh, what what set up exactly? You know, there's many many ways to skin that cat, but I, I thought in general that was probably the mis tactical mistake that that was made from this uh, get go. Um, and and when you've got an, uh, a young team like this, when when the blueprint doesn't work right away then very unlikely to to find the solution under pressure you know we don't have mm -hmm. like you mentioned before we don't have the Rodriguez and the De Bruyne's and and stuff like that and even even Madison a most creative player he's he's not <laughs> been great since he's come back and he needs time of course I'm not on his back or anything but I actually think his passing is a bit sloppy and and um, you know, even his decision making is not the best at this moment. You know, so um, for me, also another thing to be honest, guys, is like with a team like like uh, Wolves, you, we need. That's also a big reason why we need Sonny in the middle is that we need actually the shot. You know, once we're through, we need to try and create that situation when we turn over the ball in our half. And once we're through, it can't. We can't let them organize that defense. It's imperative that we take a sprint and we go for a longer shot, in, for, for that matter, rather than a shorter one, uh, to, to get the finish in. Because otherwise, we won't get the opportunity to finish. You know. So, and yeah. this, these are kind of the things I feel like the, the guys should should be drilled on and and briefed on before the game and and. What I saw is they weren't thinking in that manner even, you know, so uh, I felt like we were just doing the same thing, you know, we were playing, playing, we were playing Wolves like we would play Burnley, you know, and mm. Burnley would give us a lot of goals, but Wolves is definitely not that, so it worries me a little bit, you know, I think Anne should have, should have known better and, and set up in a different way uh, today, so yeah. So Jerry... Do you put the sole blame on today's defeat on Big Ange? It's solely on him today? Mostly, yeah, because we have this young squad, you know, so I don't, like, we don't have the Kane and we don't have, uh, for example, these, these other teams that are high in the league. We don't have players that can kind of figure it out on their own and adapt in that manner, you know. We have a couple of those players. But, but, you know, you really, at least you need to start off the game with some, some joy because otherwise they, they won't, they, they'll just lose confidence and lose confidence and, and keep running onto uh, the same wall, really, I think. So um, for, me, for me, I can't really, I mean, I can pick out players that were good and bad and all of that, um, but in, really I feel like they should have come into the game being much more prepared for what a Wolves game is. Um, yeah, and I, uh, for me, I just saw the same formula, to be honest. Um, and we don't have the physical, we don't have the stamina, uh, um, you know, um, upper hand like we had at the start of the season. It felt like we got better fitness out of our preseason than many, many teams, you know, and we don't have the tactical surprise with the double inverts 
uh, apart from you know uh, Amazon and, and, and Davis are never going to be the same danger going forward um, in, in that regard. But I felt they were pretty good, you know, considering they were coming in and and covering, you know. But but it's never going to be the same uh, offensive overload that you get from Odoki and Poro. Um, no. But but uh, Barnaby, you mentioned it, and I've been. I've been uh, whining about this since Mourinho is that we need to shoot on the edge of the box. We need a, we need a, a diagonal run where two players, one player basically disrupts uh, the block and the other player behind has the ball and he shoots at some point there. Yeah. That's where you get the deflections, that's where you get the chaos and like you exactly said, that's when they need to lunge out and break mm. that structure and that then there'll be space. We've not done this under three managers for, for four or five years, you know, it's unbelievable. I don't understand that we have great shooters in our, in our team. We have Madison, we have Poro, we have Sonny, like all of these guys yeah. have world-class long shots in them. And, and we don't use them, you know, I, I, for me, it's, I mean, I almost feel like this, this is kind of almost uh, arrogant of, of the managers because they want to plan everything to, to a T and mm. a long shot is kind of a odds game and, and the planning goes a little bit out the window. But that's what you need when you're running into a wall constantly, you know, you need to create that disruption. To, to be able to either get the rebound and score that way, or at least get some space for 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 uh, future attacks, you know. So um, yeah, so I, I like uh, also another thing I have to say, like for me, it's also I've been been kind of sitting or waiting to get out with them, but for me, I, I really feel that. It's it's all still an un, unambitious thing from the club to keep Madison no sorry Mason in in uh, his role as offensive coach. So I don't think I think we we we've seen enough in terms of our winger play and stuff like we need to gear up to a completely different level because like I said we're not gonna get the the three four five years of developing these amazing players that City do and stuff like that. We need to, you know, Ants has maybe two years, you know, if he keeps yeah. running into this wall, the fan base will be gone, you know, and, and Levy will lose his nerve and, and all of that. But I have to say also, even if we don't get any, any silverware joy with Ants, what he's doing culturally within the club is very, very important, you know, but yeah. Jory, thank if, you honestly. Yeah. Thank you so much for not only calling in and giving so much great insight, but also ending on a positive. Really appreciate that, mate. Yeah. Thank you yeah. so much. And please do call in again next time as well. I was going to say, I think I think Ants will win us something, but Come this on. is the Premier League. This is the Premier League, guys. We we don't we don't get any chances to to rest on our laurels or, no. or, or do a one one trick uh, formula. We totally need to agree. have several solutions but thanks Joey. Thanks really again, appreciate guys. you calling in mate thanks a lot thank you Joey. Take, take it easy Bye. have a good week and um, guys thank you so much for watching this uh post-match call-in show obviously it's been a bit of a depressing day all round but Jory ended with a positive there and let's face it like we said earlier we're far further forward than we expect to be at this time 
couple of weeks off now, a couple of weeks for them to really kind of, you know, train up before the big Crystal Palace game. Who knows which manager we'll be facing then. Uh, Amir from Tottenham on Tour, thank you so much for coming in. My Make sure you Barnaby. go to Tottenham on Tour, press subscribe. Come to me at Barnaby Slater underscore for the Spurred On daily podcast. Press that subscribe button. And we will be back for the next watch along, of course. But the We Are Tottenham TV boys will be back on Monday, if not before. So make sure you press that subscribe button there. Give them a load of likes. Most importantly, come on, you Spurs. Come on. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.